This is the Data Privacy Detective, and we're going to talk about Canada today, a wonderful country, uh, uh, the major trading partner of the United States, and together the the longest uh, open border, uh, to the extent any border is open in the world, and real integration of uh, business and therefore of data. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we have an excellent guest today, Lindsay Wasser. Lindsay is a partner at Macmillan LLP, one of uh, Canada's uh, premier uh, throughout Canada law firms. And she heads up the firm's privacy and data protection group nationally. Now, Macmillan is a, a leading business firm uh, throughout Canada, offering legal advice and support to public, private, and nonprofit clients across Canada, but also in the United States and internationally. Lindsay, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Joe. I'm excited to be here. Well, let's jump into it. Maybe we start best with, well, what's the, it, help our listeners understand the general state of data privacy and security uh, law and regulation within Canada. Sure, happy to do so. Canada actually has quite a complex regime governing privacy and data protection. Uh, what usually when people think of Canada, they think of our federal private sector law, which is the Personal Information Protection and Electronic Documents Act. Oh, what's, also... the, what's the acronym? PIPEDA? How do you pronounce it? Yeah. So some people say PIPEDA. Some people say PIPEDA. I don't know that there's a right way. <laughs> I go back and forth myself, depending on how I hear someone else pronouncing it. Yeah. And then Canada has provinces uh, rather than states. So go go ahead, please. That's right. No, I was just going to say there are also three provincial statutes uh, governing the private sector, as well as provincial legislation governing uh, personal health information when it's being processed by certain types of custodians. And overlaid on top of all of that, some provinces have statutory privacy torts, other provinces recognize common law privacy torts, um, and then every jurisdiction also has public sector privacy legislation. So we've got all that. And then some provinces even have unique laws governing certain specific topics. So there's really a lot to know and think about when you're dealing with privacy in Canada. And like the United States, all that's more important in Canada, you have one province, Quebec, which is French and English speaking. And, and really, uh, as I understand it, tell me if I'm wrong, inherited more of a Napoleonic code, a civil code type thing. We have Louisiana in the United States. That's right. So in Quebec, that's one of the provinces that has some unique laws, including that there are certain privacy rights under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms and under the civil code. Um, they also have some statutes governing things like uh, information technology, which includes specific requirements around biometrics. So whenever you are dealing with Quebec, uh, it's important to understand that they are very unique and do have a lot of laws that other provinces and jurisdictions don't have. Now, there are many non-Canadian businesses that have uh, a lot of business uh, within Canada. Do they have to worry about each province's laws if they have customers or business chain partners in, in Canada, especially an important question as to Quebec? Yeah, absolutely. So Canadian privacy laws can apply to organizations that process personal information relating to individuals who are located in Canada. So for the federal legislation, PIPEDA or PIPEDA, there's a real and substantial connection test that's been established by the regulator and the courts. But when it comes to the provincial laws like the Quebec legislation, the regulators take the position that that applies whenever personal information of individuals located within a province 
is going to be relevant and going to apply to the organization, even if the organization itself does not have any physical premises or operations within the province. So, for example, take a biometric company that might scrape the photos of people that happen to live in Canada, but they have no office there and so on. They're still governed then by Canadian or federal or provincial law. Is that right? Yeah, that is the position that the regulators take. Now, this is a position that's being challenged in the courts, actually. There was a case back in 2021 involving a company named Clearview AI, which was basically doing that, uh, scraping information, including images. Yeah, they sell to uh, police uh, units and governments uh, with millions, I understand, photos of people. Clearview, That's right. That's right. And that's actually the case where the regulators first said very... Uh, distinctly and unequivocally that whenever a company collects personal information of individuals located within a province, regardless of where the company is located, the provincial private sector legislation will apply. They also reiterated the test for the application of PIPA, that real and substantial connection test that I mentioned earlier. Right. And of course, Australia has already fined Clearview and has taken the same position. But let me ask you this, uh, so our, our listeners get a sense of Canadian, uh, the, the Canadian approach to data privacy, to the extent there is a consistent one. Uh, are, are they stricter, would you say, uh, similar to or different from uh, European approach, the GDPR? So they are certainly very similar, I think, Many of the privacy laws throughout the world, including Canada and the EU, is based on the same fair information handling principles. So Canada is no exception to that. And so you will see a lot of overlap with the Canadian laws and the GDPR as an example. But there are some quite material differences as well. The two biggest ones that I'm often talking to my clients about when they are GDPR compliant but are new to Canada is that Canada is a consent only regime. Right now, under the current laws, there is no other lawful basis to process personal information other than consent. So you either need consent or an exception to consent, and the exceptions are quite narrow. The other way in which Canadian laws differ and are perhaps stricter than the GDPR is that the laws do not distinguish cleanly between what are known as data controllers and data processors under the GDPR. So those terms and those concepts actually don't exist in Canada. And most of the obligations, with a few narrow exceptions, apply equally to any organization that's handling personal information, even if it's acting in a service provider capacity. Well, that really makes it an important thing to be very different with Canada than when, say, a U.S. business is with European Union, where you have the idea of legitimate interest is kind of an exception to the consent rule. This is quite interesting. So let me ask it this way. Uh, You know, the United States and Canada are certainly each other's major trading and commercial country partners. Uh, What should a U.S. company know if it collects or uses data about Canadians? They should understand that we do have legislation that is very similar to the GDPR requirements. So many of these states, I understand, although you'd be better positioned to speak to this point, but many of the states don't have that type of general application privacy legislation. Um, So we do have certain laws that are specific to particular industries, especially the healthcare industry, which, you know, would have some parallels to to your HIPAA. Although in our case, it wouldn't apply to any personal health information. It would only apply to certain health information custodians like doctors and hospitals and pharmacies and those sorts of entities. Um, But for the most part, our laws are 
applicable across industries into all sectors, similar to the European framework. So that can be an adjustment for some U.S. companies. Now, the way of the issue of data localization or data sovereignty, as some people call it, we've certainly seen uh, countries from Russia to China to India thinking more and more that somehow the country owns data. And of course, you have the European issue still struggling to find a, a way for the United States and Europe to uh, connect with a safe harbor, two of which have been thrown out by the European courts. So what what's the, the Canadian approach to the export and and, imp- and and the processing import of data, the local data localization issue. Where would you put Canada on the scale of uh, uh, relative free uh, free access to uh, foreign processors and so on to the more strict version we're seeing from some countries? In general, I would say that Canada is a bit more flexible than the European regime. There are certain requirements that can be triggered when you are processing information outside of Canada. Um, typically, they fall into four categories. There are certain notices that have to be provided to individuals. A risk assessment needs to be done in some cases. You have to make sure the information is subject to appropriate protections, including contractual protections when you're outsourcing outsourcing services to a foreign service provider. And then there are some jurisdictions that have policy requirements. Now, that is the general approach, especially under the private sector laws. There are some unique requirements in some jurisdictions when you're looking at the health sector or the public sector legislation. Well, we're uh, doing this podcast at the end of January uh, 2023. Let's uh, See what the crystal ball has for Canada. I know there's a relatively new Quebec provincial law coming into force this year, and certainly a continual look at how can the law be strengthened or changed. What do you foresee for Canada? Are we at a relative certainty, a state of evolution and flux? What can one foresee over the next year or two? Definitely, I would say we're in a state of evolution or flux. So the Quebec development that you referenced, it's actually an amendment to existing legislation, but as you say, will significantly strengthen that legislation, including with very material changes to the enforcement mechanisms, including GDPR level fines. It will also make cross-border transfers of information a bit less easy, for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, There will be a PIA requirement, a requirement for privacy impact assessment whenever you're transferring or processing Quebec personal information outside of Quebec, not just outside of Canada. So there's a lot of change that's coming in Quebec. That law's already been amended. It's just coming into force in stages with the bulk of those requirements coming into force September of this year. But we also have proposed significant reforms to the federal legislation, which if passed would substantially replace PIPEDA with a new statute called the Consumer Privacy Protection Act, which again would look more like the GDPR in a lot of ways, including with respect to the fines, but also helpfully creating that distinction between data processors and data controllers. Although those terms aren't used specifically, there would be a recognition that the organization in control of the information should be tasked with most of the obligations and service providers would still be required to safeguard personal information. But a lot of the other requirements like making sure informed consent is obtained uh, would no longer apply. It would also introduce the concept of uh, legitimate interest as well. So as I say, bringing the federal legislation closer to the GDPR if it does pass. See, that is is an attempt to kind of harmonize uh... Close to, but somewhat different from the GDPR approach, 
quite different from the U.S. approach, which really lacks one overarching federal law. If, if uh, I assume the the draft law that you're talking about has the support of the current government. Well, it is in second reading, so it does have to go through three readings uh, before it passes. I, I expect it will pass. One thing to remember, though, is it will not supersede the provincial law. So the way that the framework works in Canada is PIPA applies to um, federally regulated employers, and it applies to uh, interprovincial and international processing of personal information, and it applies within provinces that do not have their own uh, privacy legislation that's been considered substantially similar to PIPEDA. Um, and I assume a similar approach is going to be applied if this new statute passes, where it will only apply within provinces that don't have their own legislation. And that's to respect the constitutional division of powers between the federal and provincial governments. Well, one last request for uh, your thoughts, uh, Lindsay. Canada certainly is a very uh, global-based uh, country. Uh, in some cities, I understand, half the population uh, was not born in Canada. So uh, much of the world uh, has come to Canada. So for non-Canadian businesses and organizations uh, that are, are growing their business and relationships with Canada, what, what final words of advice do you have for them? I would say that it's really important when you're processing Canadian personal information to ensure that you get specific legal advice and guidance on Canadian laws. As I mentioned at the outset, the regime really is quite complex. And with the enforcement mechanisms now becoming more stringent and the possibility of significant fines, it's important to make sure that you're aware of the Canadian requirements. As I alluded to earlier, it's not necessarily the case that the GDPR is a higher standard for everything. And so if you model your program only on the GDPR and did not get that specific Canadian advice, you may find yourself in a position of being investigated and possibly as these new changes to the laws are coming into force subject to material fines. Well, we've seen fines as high as $875 million, a little less than euros, from the European Union. And uh, you're, you're saying Canada is about to uh, enter the bigger fine area if this law goes through. Yeah, exactly. So the, the Quebec fines could be up to either $25 million or 4% of worldwide turnover, if that's greater. And if the CPPA passes, it will also provide for similar fines. So companies that do have a large revenue could be subject to fines of that nature. Well, Lizzie, thank you very much for taking on this tour of Canada. I appreciate your, your time today. And as always, I will close by reminding us all Protecting your personal data begins with you.